A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Project Loving Myself podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. You know, for some reason, it's actually what I needed. You know, it's the conversation that the listeners needed as well. We seem to attract that out of each other or we we really do just get that out of each other, the conversations that need to happen, which the listeners are actually also clamoring for sometimes their conversations they never knew they needed, but it's exactly what they wanted and needed to hear at that time. You're listening to Project Loving Myself podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hello, everyone. This is Sanaya on the Project Loving Myself podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show and do check out the other episodes on the podcast. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for coming back again. It is really my pleasure to connect with you week after week, talking about these different topics on self-love, well-being, and self-discovery. I know that I learn a lot, and I love the fact that I can share all of this with all of you. Now, on June 2nd, 2019, Jelly Victor, my friend, student, and client, invited me to guest on the Eavesdrop podcast with Francesca Tobias. Delamar Arias and their producer Jude Rocha. It was the first time I had ever guested on a podcast and I absolutely loved the energy on the show. I went on to their amazing podcast two more times and every time the feedback and the response that I got from their listeners was so inspiring. Their listeners would come in and see me for healing sessions and it really opened the door for me to see how many people need something like this right now. And so today, I've invited them to guest on an episode of Project Loving Myself because my entry into the world of podcasting started with them. And I can't think of who I would love to celebrate this more than with the eavesdrop gang. In a way, it's like coming full circle. I was a guest with them, and today I get to share their thoughts about and experiences with well-being and self-love with all of you. Now, a little bit about our guests. Jelly Victor is an events, wedding, and TV host, 
a newscaster and fitness professional. She's also a theta healer, having been a client and a student for a long time with me now. So she gets it. I mean, she gets what I do at the deepest of levels. Dell was a DJ of one of the longest running morning shows on FM radio, RX 93.1's The Morning Rush. She's now a mom of three and host of Eavesdrop, along with Francesca Tobias, who has had an impressive career as an entrepreneur and broadcaster. We got so much juju in this room today, I can't wait to unleash it. So welcome to the Project Loving Myself podcast, Eavesdrop Gang. I'm so excited to welcome you on the show. Oh. Hi, Sanaya. <laughs> I love it. What an intro. Hi, Sanaya. <laughs> Hi, ladies. So as I was telling you, I'm really nervous to be interviewing you guys <laughs> because like you're the queens for me, you know, like I started there and here I am on the other side. Like, I'm like, what am I going to even ask them? You know, they've like asked and talked about everything, <laughs> but we're still going to have fun on this episode. So I'm really excited to have you guys here. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Yeah. We're actually nervous too. Cause you know, usually we're the ones asking the questions. We get nervous when people start asking us questions. <laughs> That's true because we're not prepared for it. Yeah. And, but, and it's interesting to hear people describe or introduce us. <laughs> we're right. usually the ones doing it. Yeah, I, I completely hear you because every time I'm on the other side and then I switch over, it's like you have to adjust, you know, whether you're the interviewee or the person being interviewed. But I'm really, I'm really happy to have the three of you as my guests because honestly, your podcast has covered so many relevant issues and the kind of topics you've talked about, you know, the guests you've had. I just feel like the, between the three of you, you have so much knowledge and you kind of like, you know, you have like the pulse of what's going on out there. And I think that that's why, you know, this is going to be a really interesting conversation between all of us. So let me start with asking you, how did you guys actually come together? Because what I see about, you know, the Eves gang is you have this amazing energy, like this great vibe. It's almost like, you know, like the magic, you know, when they say like you have chemistry between people. And, you know, you were usually talking about relationships, but like between the three of you, plus, you know, Jude, there's this amazing chemistry. And I think that's what people really connect to. So what do you think is responsible for that? Like, how did you guys get that? Okay, we're all gonna we're all silent because <laughs> we never even knew we had that chemistry. You know, we've mentioned it many times in the pod that we were not really friends who who were hanging out in the beginning. So we never thought we would get into a podcast together. Right. So how did it happen? I mean, how did how did you come together from you know, these different places? Well, I think, I guess the, the common ground was we all came from radio and then we basically missed talking <laughs> one to each other. And then just like, you know, sometimes you have, well, I mean, coming from radio, you have this need to kind of connect, just connect, right? Voice your opinion, tell stories. I think for me personally, that was it. I, I really miss telling stories to people and engaging with them. But anyway, I, I, I talked to Jude. Uh, it was a, it was a thing that I wanted to do. And I said, Jude, can you come? Cause he was the only one that I knew that would possibly be able to produce something like this. Cause I had no idea how to start a podcast zero, you know, and, but I just knew like, I want to do it. It's fun. Like people were starting to, you know, get into it. And I think, you know, obviously since we 
we don't have radio. There's another platform. So I asked him and it kind of lulled for a bit. You know, um, I think we also talked about this. Like I got, like I stopped myself from actually you know, doing it because of all the the things that I thought, oh, I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. So it just didn't happen. And until one wonderful drunken night, we all got together. We we bullied Jelly um, and we had fun doing it. And we said, oh, this is, this is going to be nice. So um, I don't know. I, you know what? I need to ask Del and Jelly, like, how did we actually say, okay, let's sit down and record. I don't remember. Dell, you know, first of all, I just want to add, there's always a drunken night, you know, in every like beautiful story, right? Cheers. I'm holding up a glass of wine because if there's always a drunken night, it's going to be a drunken night for me, but uh, a sober morning for you, for you girls out there. Um, I think it was for me. Okay. For me, it was like, we would go out after having left. We didn't just uh, work for the radio, all of us. We worked in the same radio station. <laughs> so for years, yeah. so it, it was like a long time that we were together working. And then each of us left the radio and did something else. But every time we would come together for that once a week, I mean, once a year parties, uh, just to get everybody in the same room and see where everybody is at, like former jocks. It was always, for me, a very lively conversation. There was, it was like live. It was a live wire, you know? There was something popping. And, and I remember feeling very invigorated. The word was invigor- invigorated. Mm. Like, you were, you're so alive when you talk to these people. And then, but it's such, a, it's such an enjoyable conversation that it wasn't crazy to think that if it was enjoyable for me, might be enjoyable for others. <laughs> I know that might sound a little like swell headed, but instinct will tell you, right? And then uh, Fran talked about the, this one Christmas party. She actually told me about it. Before she would just say, hey, let's do a podcast. And it would be the end of that. But that night yeah. after we bullied Jelly because she was at the crossroad in her love life, <laughs> which is also uh, something that happens in great stories. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's at a crossroad. Yeah, somebody's at a crossroad. Uh, a few... Days or weeks later, a friend had said, hey, guys, are we going to do the podcast? And then that's when we just decided, when are you available? So uh, that's kind of how it happened. I mean, it was so unplanned that we none of us had great microphones. <laughs> none yes, of us. Had, yeah. Nothing. It was just nothing. really a project, uh, a labor of love to try it out. I was just happy to be included. <laughs> I was I was surprised. I'm like, are they really messaging me? Hold on. Who else is part of this chat group? Hey, it's really me. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go just to make sure they didn't make a mistake. Well, oh, I don't know why you're surprised because your knee, your uh your kids, Ninang, is is friend. I'm the one yeah, who thought yeah. that out. <laughs> yeah, thinking about jelly all oh, yeah. you thinking that none of mine. <laughs> But then, you know, Sanaya, you know how it really, we, the moment that we kind of figured, oh my gosh, this is really going to work was when we recorded separately and then Jude stitched it all together and he made kind of like this teaser and it sounded so amazing. And we're like, oh my God, we sound so good guys. (laughs) But we had forgotten how, you know. So vanity, in other words, can get Uh, a podcast started. (laughs) Right. But oh 
Oh my gosh. Well, why not? I mean, there are worse reasons, right? <laughs> to get started. <laughs> yeah. So Jude really put it all together and he still does. I mean, yeah. you know, that is why we're still, I was going to say on the air, but like <laughs> doing the podcast. <laughs> right. But you know, what do you think though? Do you think it was kind of something that was meant to happen? Or do you think that if you didn't initiate things or push it, that it wouldn't have happened. And so the question I'm really asking you is kind of like destiny versus design. Mm. I mean, like, do you believe that sometimes these magical things just come together and something special happens? Or do you really believe it's the effort we make? And, you know, it's the choices and decisions that bring us to create something really remarkable. That's, what do you think about that? That's a good question. Um, okay. I'll, I'll probably say... Because it was, we were being led there. Like I said earlier, we didn't used to hang out. It was only after I left radio that I started to hang out with Fran or Monica. We, we say the names interchangeably. We're referring to the same person. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, you, I, I was intimidated by these two ladies because they're top-notch broadcasters. They've been on radio forever. Del, stop making faces. <laughs> Wait, so you see why I'm nervous? <laughs> I feel you, Sadaya. Don't worry. I, I feel the same way every single time we have to do a recording. Like, I go into Theta before our recording. I kid you not. Till now, grabe. Yes. Is yes. that why your camera is off in the beginning? Yes. Jill? You think Crazy. I'm just doing makeup, but it's really that. Um <laughs> But Jelly, I do the same thing. Be between before any interview that I do yeah. mm -hmm. on the podcast, I go up to Theta. Yeah. Like I did it with you girls, right? right. Like I just need to kind of orient myself and and you know be my best sort of you know in my best energy. And I but yeah, and you blast the recording with love. I've noticed. <laughs> I notice it always. You know, it really does work. So back to my story, I think we were already sort of planting the seed prior to coming up with the pod like i said i was i was hanging out with fran and then slowly after that i found myself hanging out with dell you know there were a, a couple of times that the three of us got together even before the pod and that has never happened while we were on radio so i think it's like we were paving the way for this mm -hmm. podcast to come together you know, I really, I really believe in that. I believe that you kind of also have some sort of seed that gets sort of nurtured and then out blooms this beautiful flower. But Francesca, you were about to say something. Uh, no, I, I just feel like it's a little bit of both. I mean, I strongly believe in destiny. I, I believe things really happen for a reason and there's timing for everything. But I also feel that we do take the reins in our own hands and make things work and make it happen it's the decision-making process. It's that choice. Like I had a choice, like, am I going to pursue this with these, these people that might say no to me or who might not want to commit to this, but I'll choose to try anyway, or I'll choose the yes path instead. So I feel like it's a little bit of both. I, I, I think Del had I something. think for me, it's, it's you intuit it. You don't really know you're going there. And it's, I don't, so I think for me, it's kind of somewhere in the middle between magic and design, because when, if the conversations among us didn't work or didn't feel good, I don't think we would come back or even entertain the idea. So what happens is that, you know, situations and, and I guess life has brought us together. And every time it did, the conversations really 
were very interesting. There was an energy to it, like a, a, it was a live wire. And so you notice it, but you don't pay it any attention, really, because you're not thinking, this is it, this is it. No, you don't do that. Right. You, yeah. Actually, for the most part, you go, that was fun. And then that's it. You yeah. go back to whatever you were doing. But then it kept happening. Every time we were together, for whatever reason, the conversations were lively. And it, then then the design comes in. If you can see that it's good, what do you do about it? What the, where's the desire coming from? Is the desire to just see each other again and have many more of those conversations or make it into a show, and make money out of it? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, make a show out of it. Yeah, so right. I think right. you really intuit all of those things and then you act within the moment. You're in the moment. And then it's like you're right. in the flow. You, Fran was the... the 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 impetus for for making this happen. She was the one who saw it. Like Jelly and I would never think to make a show out of the the four of us. That's not our thing, you know. Because Fran is the common denominator. With uh, you know, she's friends with Jude. She's friends with Jelly. And then she and I got closer when our kids became friends as well. And so life brings you there, but it's up to you to see the potential. And if you don't, even if you see the potential, you don't do anything. Nothing happens. Yeah. Right. Wow. I like what you said. You know, it's, you have to see the potential and actually do something about it. Mm. And as you, as you guys are talking, you know, I'm thinking about relationships because <laughs> everything you're saying is really about how we yeah. get into relationships with people mm. and how, you know, we see something we don't know right off in the beginning necessarily that this is it, or this is going to lead into something a lot more, mm -hmm. but we kind of enjoy it. And then we see where it goes mm -hmm. and then we take the initiative. And of course it's a risk because they might say no, and maybe they don't feel the same way. And maybe they don't even want to commit. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like how you right? tie this in. <laughs> it's good. That's right. Because I remember, girls, we had to we had to ask ourselves, are we are you ready to commit? Yeah. Are we gonna do this? Right? Right. <laughs> and every every great partnership is really a commitment to each other, right? I also kind of, you know, I, I look at you three and with Jude, even though he's not with us today, like I see all of you guys together and I feel like there's this energy of like soulmates, you know, because soulmates is not just yeah. romantic, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just like your, your life partner, but it's also kind of the people who come together in your life and you don't really have to try so hard. Mm -hmm. They just kind of, you know, like you're magnetically sort of yeah. attracted to each yeah. other. You could be like, in separate corners of the world, but and something we are just <laughs> right. I mean, Dell is just, you know, in a different country and different time zone and you guys still manage to make this work so well. And I think that when that magnetic energy brings people together and we kind of allow it to, we recognize mm -hmm. it, we see the potential and we go with it. We flow as Dell said, then I think something really beautiful happens from there. Right. And I mean, you guys are Spotify exclusives. <laughs> You've been doing podcasting when it was still very new in the Philippines. Yeah. Like I remember when I came on your show, I was listening to podcasts, but none of them were local. Mm. I mean, they were all podcasts from, you know, other countries and they were great. And when I heard that there was something going on here to me, I was like, wow, this is, you know, there's some, this is really interesting. You know, I want to get in on this. This is kind of cool. Of course, I never thought I would actually have my own podcast. I mean, that was just a, a completely different, um, you know, totally unexpected. But I, I love how the three of you really came all into this 
And I think that's why you have such a great response from your listeners. I mean, I see all the different stories you post and even just my own experience with your show, mm -hmm. like people really connect yeah. with eavesdrop, you know, with the gang. And I've had so many people come in for healing sessions, as I mentioned earlier. And I love that they're really looking for something yeah, more. Yeah. So it feels like your listeners reflect yeah. you as well, mm -hmm. you know? So in your, in your listeners, I see a lot of what comes from you guys. And so I think as you three are moving forward in your own spaces, you're kind of taking everyone else with you, which is kind of really cool. Oh, that's kind of We cool. like that. <laughs> We're taking them for a right? ride. <laughs> you're, you're taking them for an amazing right. ride. Buckle up. Right. It's going to be a bumpy one. <laughs> you got the crazies on, you know, in the driver's seat. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I think that is everything that, you know, what we want to happen. I mean, why do we let ourselves be vulnerable on the podcast is just to share and to make people feel less alone, you know? Yeah. And that's great. If, if that's what's happening, I think that is, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I think also sometimes people need to know that what they're feeling is okay. Yeah. Yes. You know, and I think you do that, you know, you really validate those feelings for people. I think mm -hmm. it's unanimous. All of our listeners have stated that what they love about the show is that it is relatable. You know, mm -hmm. we talk and tell our stories and the listeners realize they're not alone. They're not alone in their experiences. They're not alone in their feelings. So mm -hmm. especially with the last, how it's been the last few months and everyone's kind of feeling isolated. When they listen to the pod, they feel like they're actually with friends who are going through exactly the same thing they are. And it kind of lightens the load for them. And they don't realize it lightens the load for us too. When we, <laughs> yeah. when we hear listeners say, I know how you feel or like, yay, we're not the only ones as well. So it's, you know, it's a gain for both parties. I think there's an equity that we had all separately built when we were doing radio. There was a relationship we had separately with our listeners. And yes. uh, we connect with them. We take care of them while they're listening to the show and make them feel they belong. You know, that that's, that's a radio show. And at least mm -hmm. that's how we approached it. And so... When we've moved on into the life stages, we all became mothers and we had partners and et cetera, et cetera. We all had to leave the job for some reason or another. And then having thought of, you know, let's do this, let's do a podcast together. When people learned that we were doing a, a show together, there was already that equity of trust, of, of maybe trust, maybe they like us. And so when they listened it was a new stage. They were getting to know the four of us in a very different way, in a very real way. And it's not always pretty. And the things we admit to ourselves and to each other is very brave, I think. I think a lot of times after we do a recording, you know, Jelly and I are beside ourselves because like, what did we say? And why did we say that? Can we have that taken out? But we realize that it's it's the honesty in the conversations. You The currency that keep things going to and fro in the podcast is the trust. You trust these people will hold you safe. You, you trust yeah. that these people will keep the sense of belonging 
present, even as you're going through something ugly or you're not being your best self, that they'll be there, that they will accept you, that they'll understand that maybe it was just a phase and then we'll get back to okay. <laughs> and, it, and it has happened, especially with the pandemic. We're all going through crazy stuff. And so mm-hmm. that builds a new layer of, of relating to our listeners. And I think they're very excited to know that we're not dead, at least, you know, I mean, not dead on air, that they can still access yeah. us in another way. Yeah. And this time, it's so gritty, it's raw, and it's real. <laughs> Unfiltered. <laughs> right. And so what that sounds like also, Dell, is you've created this very healing space for your listeners, you know, like you're allowing them to just be who themselves as you guys, you know, bear all, you know, you're just showing your truth and allowing them to experience theirs, which I think is really relevant to today. And another thing that kind of comes to mind as you were talking is that, you know, right now with social media and everyone's trying to put on the face of like the, the version of themselves that makes them look really good. And then, of course, we all know that something else is going on deep down inside with the pandemic with a lot of us, you know. So I think that the honesty is something we need so much right now, you know, and I think people need to feel heard and yeah. listened to. They need to feel acknowledged for like their their reality, like what they're really, really going through. And I, I see that with um, Project Loving Myself as well, mm-hmm. is that people relate to things that we don't normally talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. with our families or even sometimes with our friends because we're afraid to be judged Mm -hmm. by them. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, (laughs) podcasting and radio just opens this, um, the space. It's almost like a sacred space, you know, it's a space where no one's going to say anything about you and you can just kind of be. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I feel so inspired and encouraged by that. And I definitely thank you guys you know, for sort of showing me that view, um, as I'm sure you're doing for a lot of your listeners. Now, I know that each one of you have had your own experiences with well-being, with, you know, your personal, maybe mental health sort of journeys. Can you tell me a little bit more of what, you know, your experience has been like, whether it's through the pandemic or through your journey to getting to where you are today? Because I think, you know, people look at you as three very strong women, successful women, women who are role models. Okay. And I think that as, as much as that's true, I'm sure you've been through your own trials and challenges mm. that have brought you here. Mm-mm. So tell me a little bit more about that. Okay. So who wants to start and where do we start? You don't know. That's really the question, Sanaya. Uh-oh. Like we all want to, we want to attack this question, but we just don't know where to start. Where did we? Okay. Where did we actually begin needing some kind of healing? Um, Isn't that a lifelong activity? <laughs> yeah, true. But, the, but that's the thing, right, Del? I think a lot of people don't recognize that they need healing. For me, that's the issue. And a lot of people see a mess in their lives, Mm -hmm. but they don't understand that does not need to be there. Or that's not actually, you know, something you have to live with. It's not the status quo. It's not normal. Yeah. You know, but it's become like normal, right? It's normal that my life is this way. I mean, before I got into healing, I was just like, oh, my life is amazing. And then I went to see a healer and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, now I just see my life in a completely different way. And I I recognize that 
I don't have such a great relationship with my parents and I don't really, you know, have a lot of great self-esteem, even though people think I'm super confident. And, you know, the outside mirror of what's really going on is not always in sync, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what I really want to get from the three of you is that what did you see and realize that you didn't have to have things be like this, that you could actually, you know, change it or work through it? I think for mm. for me it's like you know you're young you become an you become an adult and some of the problems persist they just keep coming back with just different characters it's a new scene but it's the same problem and so if it, if it's happening over and over with the same the same dynamic happening but different sets of people you now have to entertain the idea that if there's pain it might be you <laughs> Mm. It might yeah. be you. I mean, it cannot be all. You're the common denominator. And so logic tells you, maybe it's time to look inside. Maybe it's not time to blame <laughs> our parents. And, our, you know, because sometimes we get we get sold that that narrative to blame everybody. But if you have to blame everybody for everything, then it means something. And I think Jelly had voices already numerously. And so have I. And, and Fran, I remember there was an episode where she was so raw that we all just kind of understand that, okay, this keeps happening. It must be me. Okay, so now what? <laughs> What's the problem? And it's very hard, especially Filipinos, I think, as pride is built into the culture, not to admit that you're wrong. It's like you're, you can't do that. That's like tantamount to death, even. People can't do it. They can't even apologize. I don't know a lot mm-hmm. of people in the Philippines who apologize. You know, and so I think it's a lot of pain keeps bringing, you know, coming back into your life. And then you go, wait, I'm sick of this. I'm I'm sick of, for me, it was really the telling of the story over and over. I'm like, why am I telling a story? The same thing. I'm tired of this. Mm -hmm. This is not what Mm -hmm. I want. Okay. So if this is not what you want, what can you do? You understand that you can design your life. There was a design, meaning... If you want loving relationships, you've got to do steps that lead you there. You can't just mm-hmm. sit and complain about the bad relationships you've had. Yeah. It's got to change. Sure. Right? Right. 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 Ooh. If I were to think back, I think I maybe when my, my son was born, so I was already 30s, the thought of healing and introspection is was never new to me. My mom was in it and into it, and she was into yoga and meditation and all that, but I never really absorbed what it was. It was just like a cursory knowledge of this. So when I had David, things started changing. I became more aware. And then I remember that might've been like the time when I started telling myself that I needed to learn to be more humble. I needed to learn the lessons of humility and it didn't happen right away. It happened over the course of years. I'm still practicing it today. I feel that I'm a lot better at it now, the understanding and being humble and, and saying sorry, you know, and, and, and taking a beat. Like if I get angry, I remember I've, I, oh, okay. I've had um, healing sessions with Sanaya and, and, and I had the, the latest one I had was like, I had this really bad migraine. It wasn't going away. And my neck was so stiff. Remember I was telling you about this. And then, and I met with Sanai and, and, and we talked through it and it was really about my anger. And I had blown up at something and funny enough. So weird how this world works this morning. I had the exact same scenario happen with my staff again. And as I was 
starting to fume, I started to remember what I learned through Sanaya. And I was like, okay. So she basically, the long of the, 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 the short of the long is like, I can lead not through anger, but I can lead through love. I don't have to get angry, right? So it's like a constant process. So this, this process of me dealing with stuff like that and not letting my emotions rule me, took, it's taken years and it's still going on. It's probably going to go on until like, you know, the day I die. I don't know, until I, or I become like Buddha or something. Like super like, woo! But I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not that perfect. <laughs> For reals. <laughs> so it's like, you know, so it's like, you just have to be open to that. Like, okay. Humble yourself. Make sure you know that you, if you're wrong, you better say sorry. It's okay to, to stop in mid-anger and say, wait lang ha. Oh, wait lang. I'm so sorry I yelled at you like that. I'm so sorry. Let's, let's, let's dial it back and let me try to explain things in a different way, you know, in a more productive and, and, and loving way. <laughs> so, Yun. Well, I think it's, it's not just Filipino, though I do see the culture here, but it's a very Asian thing because my parents were the same, you know, and they would never apologize, not to each ah. other. So that was my first uh, experience, but even with mm. me. And I think it's because it's a way of protecting, right, ourselves. When we don't admit we're wrong, then mm. we feel stronger and more powerful. But when we admit we're wrong, it's kind of we show weakness yeah. and we think people will yeah. exploit that. And so what's really missing is trust, right? We don't actually trust each other, not in families, Mm. not between parents and children, not in our larger, you know, joint families. And I think that's the real issue is that lack of trust that people will actually respect you and, you know, treat you with, Mm -mm. um, with kindness and compassion. And I think that's why we have this sort of energy. Like we have Mm -hmm. to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can't ever bend down. We can't ever, you know, show that we have any amount of weakness because then we're exposed. We're vulnerable. Right. Completely. Isn't that harder also for being a woman, you know? Right. Well, for some people would say the opposite. Some people will say women are actually the macho men. Yeah, it's harder for oh, macho sorry. men to apologize. I think for the way I see Asian culture, it's also we're always there's always a hierarchy. There's not an even playing ground or like a meeting of peers. So parents yeah. are always higher than their kids. The boss yeah. is always higher than the employee. The the amo is always higher than the than the driver or the, the the maid or whatever. And so we we get to identify with the role we have. And that role is not very forgiving. If you make a mistake, like you said, people under you lose respect. And so we think it's a sign of weakness when the opposite is true. Right. You being able to admit your faults is actually the stronger move because you can't lose you can't lose by speaking the truth. And if you're really wrong, then it has to be acknowledged. And people are so scared yeah. to have these conversations. I think going back to what makes the eavesdrop, what it is, is there's a fierceness to us all that I don't think we understand. I think for the most mm-hmm. part, we're just in pain and needing to tell somebody about it. But when you think yes. about a lot, of, <laughs> but a lot of people would be scared to admit a lot of the things that we've admitted to each other. Right? Yes. right. Right. What do you think? Yeah, true. That's and true. I agree. I, I think when when we come in for a recording, we sometimes have a, a topic in mind. And then when we start it off, something else comes out. <laughs> and, and you know, it feels like like, oh, 
darn it, I didn't want to talk about that. I was trying to, you know, sweep it under the rug, but these ladies bring it out of me. And, you know, for some reason, it's actually what I needed. You know, it's the conversation that the listeners needed as well. We seem to attract that out of each other or we we really do just get that out of each other the conversations that need to happen which the listeners are actually also clamoring for sometimes they're conversations they never knew they needed but it's exactly what they wanted and needed to hear at that time um i'm just going to go back to your question about the my wellness journey and in in my case it was really because of painful breakups and Dell already said it and she did say I've mentioned it in the podcast you know different relationships and yet it's the same scenario what is going on so it must be me but prior like while I'm in a relationship I always felt like something was missing and it I I also knew it had nothing to do with a relationship so I would go to different meditation classes at that time it wasn't you know there was no social media and it's not like you easily get notified of these wellness talks or webinars there was no such thing but you know driving along you'd see oh this offers meditation classes i'll drop by but it was like i never found that thing that made me feel whole you know i always felt like there was something missing and then this the biggest breakup for me was what led me to theta healing and then the numerous classes after that and i realized even though it was relationships and breakups were what led me to the healing but that wasn't really what needed to get healed you know it was just interesting so then you know issues from with my mother came out like too many times <laughs> like seriously it's still a mother issue <laughs> it's not done yet you know that just kept coming up and then later on i realized it was not so it's not my relationships with men it's not actually relationship my relationship with my mother it eventually led down to realizing it was a relationship with myself mm. so you know the wellness journey it's not really about everyone else around you it's really just about yourself and when you fix things with yourself <laughs> all your other relationships fix themselves that's good the introspection i think you know that's really what opened the floodgates for me i mean if if jelly went into theta um that was my entryway because i she told me about it and i said wow girl mm. you're getting over this quick <laughs> <laughs> Because I was there for that that r- really rough patch for for Jelly, and then I went through something, and my first my first experience with Theta was really eye opening. So it really opened the the gate, the floodgates for that. And then all of a sudden, if it's like that seed, so I planted the seed, or it it grew more that 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 seed of, okay, I need to be, I need to look within, introspection. So it's not like something that happens overnight, but like every day and every challenge and every encounter you go through, I I was like, I slowly found myself more and more saying, okay, wait, hold on. What's going on here? And then it developed, you know, 
and it developed and I feel it's going to develop even more, which is a great thing, you know, and, and every time I have, we have conversations like those, those interviews that we've had with you, Sanaya, always, always they're learning experiences. So now it's like just constant learning and then executing what you learned, mm. you know, right. practicing what you learned. Yeah. I think the wellness journey for me had always been there, even as a child. The truth of the matter is, because uh, I'm a pastor's kid, and so the religious background is very strong in me. And so, but I knew at a young age that I had questions, but I couldn't say them because it seemed like it was a lack of faith. So I just kept it to myself, kept doing what I was taught to do. But I knew that I wasn't like, I'm the outsider in my family. I was the one who was going to choose a different path. I was the one who would change beliefs. And that all came into, it hit critical mass after one breakup. And I had a first and only panic attack of my life. And I couldn't breathe. Like, I thought I was having a heart attack, but I was too young. I didn't know what was happening. And then I sought a therapist. And I said to her, look, I can't, I can't handle myself anymore. Please, I just need to know that I'm not crazy or I am so I can get the help I need. So when you talk about <laughs> wellness, your journey to wellness, there's an assumption that you are not well. So mm. it has to start with a problem or with a situation you're not happy about. Th- then you understand, oh, I'm not okay. How do I get mm. there? And for me, when the therapist told me, Del, you're being so hard on yourself. You're not just saying no to the religion. Your father is not just your father. He's your spiritual leader. He's your financial leader. He's everything. And your family is so well ensconced inside your body and your mind. That's your identity. And now you're going to say no? Where are you going to go? Like, how do you know you're not going to be like one of those uh, cautionary tales in the religion where don't do the don't don't follow God, your life will be a mess. Like, you know, I was so scared and she explained it to me. And one of the things you talked about in your guesting was the thing that helped me in my wellness. Then that's when it really started. I had always been a crybaby and I could never understand my emotions. They would always get the better of me. Like, to the extent that if all of my siblings were all eating, were having fun, all conversations devolve into me being a crybaby. And that's the ending of mm. the conversation. It's okay because it was true. But then I was like, why is that the only thing being talked about? Why yeah. did I cry? Where did those tears mm. come from? And so mm. uh, now I, I, I understood that I have to look within and then it, then the breakups, and then you go out into the world and you start dealing with people. And that's when you see, oh, I, I, this is not good. The interaction doesn't land well. Some do, but most don't. So what am I doing wrong? Yeah. And that stretches on for years. Enough to right. see a pattern so that now you understand there's a pattern. So for everybody listening to your podcast, if you're feeling bad and you're not quite getting why... Just let it play out. It will and find like you. over. <laughs> <laughs> I do. 
Yeah. You will be made aware. Yes. You will be notified. (laughs) And if you don't hear the message, if you don't get that notification the first time, oh, trust me, it will remind you again until you actually take Like that Harry Potter... Yeah, like that Harry Potter accept acceptance letter for him. Remember when Harry went to the yeah. island and it kept coming? One letter, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's true, you know. So that's really what I'm getting from what all, all three of you are saying is, you know, look for the pattern. And that's really what I, I believe in because there's always a pattern. you know, And the pattern will show up in every area of your life. It'll show up at work. It'll show up at your relationship yeah, with right. your parents, and your take siblings. Action. It will show up with maybe your relationship. It will show up everywhere until it's just too much and you're going to have to do something about it. Right. Yep. And it's unfortunate, you know, it's unfortunate that Mm -hmm. we don't listen until things Mm -hmm. get too bad, you know, and I'm guilty of that. Sometimes, you know, I'm so busy and I know something's up, but I'm, you know, I don't, I don't want (laughs) to hear that little (laughs) nagging voice, but eventually you have to listen (laughs) And it's you talking, right? It's you talking from the inside because you know something is wrong. And yes, we have to see it play out in our relationships and see it play out in maybe even our health, our mental health, our physical health. But I think that, that that's the beauty of it as well is that we know, you know, we know when it's time to get help and we know when it's gotten so bad that we have to do something about it. And I think that when we... Um, start doing something about it, we start to actually get to know ourselves better. Mm-hmm. We go on that journey of self-discovery and it leads us to places, yeah. I think to highs that we would have never experienced mm-hmm. if we didn't take that first yeah, step. Completely mm-hmm. agree. So in Definitely. a nutshell, if you had to give advice to my listeners, okay, what would you say to them about life mental health and well-being? Like what is probably the most important advice you received or you would take from your experiences that you think could help other people maybe have a better time of it or, you know, have some kind of a shortcut, get through it better? What would you say? I, th- I think for me is speak the truth. It, it cannot start with a lie. The, li- the lies bring you problems. And right. you kind of avoid certain things. You know, you don't want to go through evade. them. Yeah, yeah. You evade, the, you, you evade and avoid. That's your tactic, right? Yeah. But once the truth is spoken, it brings… It's not just truth being spoken. There's a next step. Like, what do you do now? And that's right. really what sets you off. And for a lot of us, the first step you take towards wellness might not work. But you got to keep trying. It's like looking for a therapist. The, the, mm-hmm. per, the, 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 good, the best therapist for you is not always the first one you meet. It's the same yeah. for doctors, <laughs> for the kind of Correct. yoga you practice, for the restaurant, right? right? So yes, if you fail at the beginning, just keep telling, just keep speaking the truth. And one of the most dangerous things I think that keeps us from being well is our ability to lie our, to ourselves. We like to lie. We don't know that we're doing it, but we do lie to ourselves, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think it has to start with speaking the truth and being brave. You cannot equip mm-hmm. yourself if you don't know what the real state of things are. And that's the truth. So once you acknowledge it, just keep at it. And at every single point in your life, 
you know, we talked we talked about soulmates. Soulmates can also be people who are your worst enemies because they will teach you the lesson because something triggers you when you're in front of these people and you mm-hmm. can't understand. Like I remember the first time I had that yucky feeling as a child was jealousy. It was the first time it touched my life. My sister was in college and she got a job teaching French to a Japanese family who worked for ADB. And so she was getting paid 250 pesos an hour, which in the 80s was big money. A lot. And she would come home with stories about the eldest girl named Yuri because she was so quick when when my sister taught her. And then every time my sister would come home, it was all about Yuri started to get to me like <laughs> hmm. and i and i remember telling myself what's happening it's like a pebble in my shoe and i hate mm-hmm. this feeling i i don't want it what's mm-hmm. happening so i started to speak the truth what's going on what okay so am i angry at yuri or am i angry at my sister i kept at it and then it revealed itself finally. You're jealous of your sister giving uh-huh. somebody else the attention because you're now threatened. Because she was my, mm. she was a goddess to me. My sister was like my leader. I will follow her everywhere. Mm. And so when I acknowledge that to myself, I go, oh, you're jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, well, it's still uncomfortable, but at least I know what's going on. And then I never really addressed it to my sister. I knew it was my problem. I mean, it it was me. It was something that arose Mm -hmm. in me because it was a threat to what I thought I had. Mm. Even to this day, I've never spoken about it, about that to my sister. (laughs) Actually, now that we brought it up, I might message her later. (laughs) I I was going to (laughs) say, there's a reason why this one came up as an example for you, Del. So you have to you have to be brave enough to speak the truth, if not to everybody else, at least to yourself. Yeah. And if it doesn't feel like it's true, it probably isn't. So keep digging. So that's my advice. Mm-hmm. Keep digging into yourself. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Just pay attention to what feelings and thoughts arise in you. That's it. Tanaya, apologies, but you notice Delamar is a theta healer without even knowing it. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> she's like therapizing herself yes. as she tells the story, you know, the realizations. You can see them like, you know, just going off in her head. But, you know, Dell brings up a really good point too, though, that I wanted to just maybe, you know, emphasize a little bit more. The lying actually starts for all of us at a very young age. Because from a very young age, we are taught that we should behave a certain way. We should present a certain, you know, attitude or behavior to the world that's acceptable, right? Like you're not supposed to behave badly. Your parents expect you to say certain things or not say certain things, behave a certain way when other people are there. And so I think we get this message from the time we are young children that honesty is not really the best policy. The best. Mm. Yeah. You know, I I was teaching a class all week and I was working with um, one of my students and, you know, she was talking about how her parents had told her never to lie Mm -hmm. and to be a good person. And then they were at like a family gathering and the whole family was telling her father to come to church with them. And her father told them, Oh, you know, me and my daughter, which is my the client, right? We already went to church this morning. 
So he said like a white lie. Right. And my client at that time was this young kid. And she was really upset because let me tell you what actually, so what happened, let me remind the stories. When her dad said that, that we've already been to church this morning, as a, as a child, she's taught not to lie. So she said, no, we didn't. <laughs> we, we didn't go to church today. And then later on, her father got angry at her. Like, why did you say that? Right. You know, like, and she got yelled at for doing something that she told. was told was the right thing yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. And so How confusing. I've had, yeah. right. I've had those experiences where I've blurted out the wrong thing. And then my parents kind of like chastised me, like you shouldn't have said mm. that, you know, and I, I could really relate to her. And, you know, for her lack of trust mm-hmm. with her parents started from that yeah, point, right. like they taught me this, but they're going against yeah. it and then they're chastising me for it. it. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So from a very young age, I think it's ingrained in most of us that the truth doesn't always get us the price. Yeah. yeah. You know, and in fact, we have to bend the truth, stretch it or like, you know, maybe hide it because we can get into trouble. Yes. With right. Her. Yes. And so, you know, I, I completely agree with you, Del, on, you know, the digging. We say in Theta Healing, it's digging. You keep asking yourself questions. You keep trying to get to the bottom of how you feel. What's going on with me? Why am I feeling Mm -hmm. so upset or angry or triggered? And that's really the way to kind of delve deeper into what's Mm -hmm. going on in your subconscious or your psyche. But at the same time, I think for a lot of people, they have convinced themselves that their truth, the one that looks good and looks good to everyone else is the real truth Mm. and everything else is the lie. So let me hide from it. Let me avoid it. I don't even want to go there. Like, and I'm, I'm saying this from having worked with a lot of women who are in relationships where the relationship is a complete lie. Mm. You know, they might be both in unhappy marriages or one partner is cheating and the other is looking in the other direction or one feels like stifled in a relationship, but cannot talk to the partner about mm-hmm. it, or they're both leading separate lives. And I see this sort of happening a lot in relationships that many people are living these sham relationships, but they're so afraid to admit yeah. mm-hmm. there's anything wrong with that. And that the truth is they're not really happy anymore, mm-hmm. or they're not really in love anymore. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are all these sort of things that are expected for them, of them as a mother, as a wife, you know, in a marriage. And I think we get caught up in those lies. Mm -hmm. Like those are the lies, which we think are the truth. So we've kind of, you know, like they say, right? In Tagalog, it's like baliktad. Mm -hmm. Like our whole life is baliktad, you know? It should be the other way around. We should be flipping Mm -hmm. our truth Mm -hmm. and our concept of what is a lie. And so, you know, I think it's amazing that you brought that up, Del. And I think that that is something that I would love for people to just take a moment to consider, you know, maybe even my notion Mm -hmm. of the truth and what I'm lying to myself about could be flipped. There's always a, a conflict when you lie. So even if you sold yourself on the idea, because we lie best to ourselves, and sometimes even if you've lied successfully to others and yourself, the signal is if it doesn't feel right inside, yeah. it, it can't. Like you're, you're believing something that is not true. 
-hmm. conflict will arise. It will be there and you'll want to push it away. But don't. Right. That's that's like, uh, I remember Oprah said this, the, the lesson will be as hard as it needs to be for you to listen. Yeah. Because, and it's an, there's another quote in yoga, like, when the student is ready, the teacher will arrive. The teacher will appear. Yeah, will appear. Appears. And, and, and yeah. that's so true. So you will keep avoiding it. And then finally, you can't, you can't make any more excuses. <laughs> you know, your back, your back is, you know, at, at the corner. Against the wall. It's against the wall. Yeah. That's not, there's nowhere to go. Now deal with it. And that's the hard <laughs> part. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you have to deal with it now. Like first, no they, more. the universe throws you a pebble for you to take notice. If you ignore it, it will throw you a rock. Then a boulder. Next thing you know, it's a whole wall. And then, and then next you thing know. you know, you're in the bathroom crying in the shower. <laughs> My mountain. Or you're, or you're in say, a I've podcast. Done that. It's like, oh, <laughs> or you're in a podcast. Oh, uh, crying. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But, but I, I also think, you know, when people have that, their back against the wall and there's nowhere else to go, there are two other responses that show up. One is depression or anxiety, mm. severe anxiety, like debilitating anxiety. Mm. And those are just excuses to not confront or yeah. deal with yeah. the yeah. truth. You know, so for anyone out there that is going through depression or, you know, really debilitating, severe anxiety. I would also look at that as, you know, you had your back against the wall and it got too difficult. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the depression came in, yeah. so you don't have to deal with it. So what is it that you were hiding from? What is it that you were afraid to kind of confront and deal with? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. And it's so hard, right? So then that's where the courage comes in, um, courage to reach out for help or courage to dig deeper and say, oh, I'm going to face my fears no matter what. But I mean, you know, I mean, I know it's easy to say, but very, very, very difficult to do, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not Instagrammable. <laughs> and it's not. Don't look good on the feed, yo. Uh -uh. It's going to ruin not. your curated feed. <laughs> um, can I just add, Sanaya, because we started talking about how you said it would usually manifest as either depression or debilitating severe anxiety. I recently took a workshop on, like I've been taking a series of workshops on nutrition. And this one was particularly dealing with hormones and food cravings and all that. And I found it very interesting because the lecturer shared that hormones are not the problem. Everyone's mm -hmm. always blaming that, oh, it's a surge of hormones. Your, your hormones are just making you go nuts. Mm. The instructor said it has nothing to do with the hormones. Your hormones are merely messengers of what's going on in your body. The same thing with your cravings. All of these cravings, when you're craving for sugar or salt or caffeine or something that's high fat, all of these are just messages of what's going on with you emotionally, your thoughts. The reason your, your hormones are going nuts is because you're creating so much stress in your body that your hormones need to be released, that your body doesn't know how to deal with all of that stress. <laughs> so it still all boils down to your emotions and your thoughts. I, right. I, just, I just wanted to share that. <laughs> That's spot on, Jelly. I mean, <clears throat> I can't think of a greater truth than that, that everything boils down to how you feel. Your life experience mm -hmm. is about mm 
how you feel. Everything else is neutral. You know, it's just how we feel about it, how we attach an emotion or a judgment to every experience that really changes the way we feel about it. Mm -hmm. So absolutely agree with you on that. Now, before we get to the next question, we're going to be right back after this short break. Hi guys, my name is Francesca. And you've got me, Jelly. You've got Del here. All right, so we hear that you like to listen to podcasts. You know what? That is pretty cool. It's the in thing to do right now. And we've got one. It's called The Eavesdrop. Do check it out, okay? We like to talk about everything and anything that's probably on your mind. Um, unfiltered, unedited, <laughs> sometimes to our own disadvantage. But go check it out after <laughs> listening to this one. Now, what have been the practices or the rituals that have helped you kind of tackle these kinds of situations or experiences in your life? I mean, I know the podcast has been probably a huge <laughs> therapeutic tool for the and for cheaper, all of you, right? I mean, yes, cheaper. It's cheaper than and therapy. More fun. You know? And more fun, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I agree with having a group of confidants yeah. or people that you are not afraid to be who you truly are mm-hmm. with. You know, people who you can say anything to and they're going to love you anyway. They're going to accept you anyways. But aside from that, what do you personally do that helps you get through all of this hmm. sort of mess sometimes? Red wine. <laughs> Red wine. <laughs> Red wine and digging deeper into what's going on. <laughs> Red wine yeah. is seriously the cure all. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> like I think I think it helps you. It's like the lubricant to making you think about stuff. But but in all seriousness, I, I feel that I've had to <laughs> take a lot of deep breaths and then really step back from this whole picture and then kind of like what you do, uh, uh, the digging, like I, I started to ask myself questions, just myself internally, and then try to get to the answer. And even I'd, I'd be like in my head, oh, that's not good enough. That's not a good enough answer, Fran. So what is it? You know, what's the, that's what you ask. What's the worst that could happen if, correct, right? And I learned that mm-hmm. from you both, you, Sanaya, and you, Jelly, because both of you have Theta but- healed me. <laughs> So that's always the question. What what's the worst that can happen? And then I keep asking and I keep asking. I keep asking until like, oh, okay, right, okay. So that's what I do. I I've been doing that because like I want to exercise. I want to say I do yoga a lot or I I run to clear my head. I don't. Not all the. Time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, mm-mm. Monica, mm-hmm. you you had a session with me that you just talked about a little earlier, right? And it was Mm -hmm. like, I remember it was a 20 minute session because you've already worked with me. By the time we were doing that last one, it was like so quick. Like the connections are just boom, boom, boom in your head. Right. right. Now you said a similar situation happened again. Mm -hmm. And what exactly did you do that made it easier to manage it that second time around? Oh, okay. So I like physically, like actually, I like what, what, what made it easier? Cause I know the first time you couldn't like obviously deal with it in the way that you would have been happy mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. but the second time around where a very similar situation had happened mm-hmm. and you've already gone through some mm-hmm. healing. How did you see that sort of help or manifest 
in a way that was better. I really stopped mid-sentence or mid-conversation. Like I went, I didn't say anything. I said, and I took a deep breath. And then I visualized what we talked about and the, the, vis- the visualization that we had after the therapy. Because you had asked me, what do you see now? Like after all this and how you could have done something different or how you would have handled it. I visualized that. It was just like a maybe 30, 40 second pause. I paused. And that really helped center me. I don't know what I did like, you know, step by step in my mind. But I know I took a physical stop. Stop. Yeah. And then I went on and then I said, okay, this is what I need to do. This is how it's supposed to be done. And the conversation ended wonderfully. I'm like, okay, I think, <laughs> I think we both got our points across. Yeah. And now, I mean, me and, and the, the purchasing head. So it went well. <laughs> so that's what I Amazing. mean by, I think that's what I mean by breathing. Like I just stopped. Mm. Cause you know, sometimes when you're, you're all c- cylinders are going, Yeah, there's no stopping right. that train. So you just got to pull the brakes. Yeah. And that's, I think, really incredible advice because when we're in the middle of a heated situation, that's the most difficult thing to do mm-hmm. is to stop. Mm-hmm. But that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a soundtrack. It's you the know? Spice Girls singing to friends. Stop right there. Right Thank there. you very much. <laughs> See? <laughs> Sedalia, could you tell? We all knew exactly what, what was going to come up. Next. <laughs> <laughs> With the hands, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness! Uh, oh my! Oh my! <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so how about you, Jelly? What practices or rituals? Well, I'm trying to bring back what has saved me all those years, which was fitness. But for some reason, it's like the universe is telling me, "No, you can't." you can't just sweat this one out, you know? Mm. Like whatever it is that you're going through in this pandemic or whatever emotions you've been going through the last several months, you you can't just work it out like yeah. via exercise. Yeah. You, you, you've got to do something else. You This time you're, you're going to have to just face it. You can't just release all those endorphins and think that, okay, you feel better now you're going to have to deal with this because for yeah. quite some time, I'm like, what is going on? Why is, why do I not have the same passion for exercise? You know, but then I, I just realized it a couple of days ago that maybe because it's telling you that exercise is not the solution to this, there's something else deeper that you need to deal with. So lately it's been a lot of prayers prayers and healing. And it's funny, I'm drawn to classes and workshops that are not healing related, but interestingly enough, would have messages that I needed to hear. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's when I realized that if there's something that you really, you need to deal with, you just need to silence yourself and silence everything around you long enough to actually hear those messages. And those messages come in through friends you do a podcast with. It can be in the podcasts you listen to. It can be in the books that you read or a movie that you watch. Sometimes you can rewatch a movie and a line just 
comes out at you the second time around that you watch it. And like, I've, I never noticed that line before, but because it's relevant to what is happening in your life now, you hear it. So I've just been listening to all of these messages yeah. and it's really all about introspection and really working on yourself. And lately I've been doing it with a lot of prayer. Just, you know, I, I thought of a quote, as you were saying, prayer mm-hmm. jelly, um, which I read recently and I love it. And, it. and it goes like this. It says, when you are talking to God, mm-hmm. the creator, that's prayer, yeah. right? So prayer is a form of communicating with yes. that mm-hmm. source or God, but meditation okay, is the way that energy or God talks to you. Absolutely. And for me, Mm -hmm. the meditation happens. I mean, meditation can be active or quiet. Mm -hmm. And to me, like the messages we get are like that little space and time where we're receiving. And it's through like a meditative wave. That's why our mind kind of like pays attention or like like super focuses on something like, you know, when you hear uh, a a line from a movie or a friend says something and it just catches your attention. Mm. And so I think that God Mm. or creator consiceness is always communicating with us through messages Mm -hmm. or when we open ourselves up to meditation. And so I think prayer is very powerful, but I think that's a one-way communication and we also have to learn to receive mm. like you've been saying because i think that's the conversation mm. that we really need yeah and um del how about you what are your rituals practices that really help you i think just the inner monologue in of my life has always been the way that it is as a young child being taught salvation of accepting Christ in your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. This is the the, uh, Mm. cornerstone of our religion. And as a child, I remember thinking, is that true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that true? Would God damn me to eternal living in hell just because I didn't do that? Would would he, Mm. is he like that? If I mm. ate if I ate meat on a Friday <laughs> or some other religions, right. with God, yeah, you or know, no. and uh, so good or evil, I'm not yeah. here to supply the answers. But what I'm, my answer is that to the question, I've always wanted to know why. Why are these feelings Mm-mm. here? Like I mm. said about you know I my doubt it. with religion, and if I'm doubting. Am I of Satan? Because that's how the, it it was that didactic. Religion is that didactic, right? It's either yes or no. There's no middle ground. Yeah. And then I was like, but I'm evil. I don't think so. So, yeah. So many things would arise. Yeah. And then I would just go, why? And then I had nobody because I was, Mm -mm. I am also an introvert. It doesn't look it, but I really am. (laughs) I really am. I can't stand. Like being out, like my energy out for too long. I can't. Yeah. I feel you. The banda jelly. It's like um, you just have a space and time to be open. After which you need to close and then just regroup. And yeah. that's always been my go-to when I don't feel okay. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> it can be something minor. 
but a lot of it like lately. So I did a lot of talking to myself. And if it doesn't work, it appears physically. There's a knot somewhere in my bag. Mm. And so mm. I find myself wanting to go back to yoga. And I only did it after my birthday. I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Finally, let's do this. And once I got back in, well, 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 it's a moving meditation. So who was it staring back at me? Myself. How I dealt, mm. my relationship to discomfort, my relationship to not achieving the pose, my relationship to doing well. What do I say in the middle of a pose? Like those things become very, um, I'm very entertained. <laughs> And so I don't need any Netflix at this point because there's just so much, to, you know, I really am not a person oh who gets God. bored because there's always Same. something that I need to learn. And tuning in yeah. is the way that I help myself get to the bottom of things. Like if I don't feel okay with, okay. So there are five, four of us, right? So Jude, Fran, Jelly, and I, and the, the narrative I tell myself is that they don't like me. And they probably just invited oh, girl. me. I thought, I thought Jelly I'm was Delamar. bad. <laughs> you know, you know, she's available. <laughs> she's not doing anything. So, <laughs> and that's the story I tell myself. Oh and, 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 and a, single, okay, yeah. a single facial expression, I'm like, oh no, they don't like what I said. Yeah, and it. Oh no, 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 no! I just, I just handle it better. I mean, on the outside, you know, I just don't say it. But because I realize I can't trust myself, this is an insecurity I have. And so when I, I don't feel safe with people, I tend to like it's like a once bitten, twice as shy. And so I don't go full in. I just stay here. But when, when I'm. And I noticed that about me. The people mm. whom I feel so safe with, things just flow out of me without thinking, what will they do with this information? What will they say about me? How will they judge me? And so when that confronts me when we're doing the podcast, I don't blame them. I'm really asking, why do you feel you're not likable? What is, did you say something wrong? Did you say a right thing in a wrong way? Did you say the wrong thing in a right way? There, there are so many things happening in my head. But the self-talking, the meditation, the yoga, all of these things have to deal with looking within. Yeah. And that's really for me the, the, the comfort and the sanctuary I find in life. And I find this also when I'm parenting. You know, uh, I engage with my children but there's a time when I go, I have to step back and listen to my thoughts and process this. And it's been the lifesaver uh, of my life, really. And when I come to blows with whoever in life, then I know, hmm, you're going through something. <laughs> what you feeling there, Dell? <laughs> and so, so, and then now I'm aware of also... One of the things that I think a neglected child has to struggle with the rest of their lives is minimizing, minimizing your feelings because you don't want to hurt the people who really neglected you. They might not have neglected you intentionally, but it's just the way that it played out. So what happens to the hurt? You can't minimize that because minimizing the hurt is just you minimizing yourself. Oh, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. They, they, they didn't. 
they, they spoke badly. Uh, they talked to me in a bad way. It's okay. Maybe I was very angry that time or, you, you know, you, you, maybe I deserved it. Yes. Maybe I deserved it. Maybe this is really me not being likable. That's a thing mm. that inhabits me. It's inside of me. And I struggle. And mm. t- my husband told me one time, well, how do you know they don't like you? I go, oh, maybe they do. You know, you know I can't lie. That's, why, that's why that's a good question. <laughs> oh, Tyler. Oh, no. The wheels are turning. So, but then that was the best question. Like, okay, how do I know? I jumped to that conclusion. But how do I know I was even right? Mm. And... And it's doing its job. I'm in the middle of addressing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in the middle of addressing. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was, was going to ask, so what's your conclusion? I mean, Do I'm I still like in the you? podcast. Do we like you? <laughs> we like you. No, but but it's it's those things. And it's and it's saying it out loud sounds so silly. Yeah. I'm like, really? No. But it's. Right, but it's but those thoughts Say are it out always loud. so silly and then you, until you. It's as if you know. in a comic book they're yeah. hanging in the air in a bubble, and you can really examine what you just right. you know vomited out there, and or fully acknowledge to yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, to answer your question, it's always like an inner look to look within and to ask questions. Because if something's wrong, then you'll know. If you don't feel comfortable then something is either in pain or there's something this is uncomfortable and you have to know why. And that's it. You know, Del, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be the theta healer right now and step right into this. You, you left it open for me. So I'm going to go in. Please let me open <laughs> the door. Yes. Come in. For, for, yes, I'm coming in. I'm knocking and coming in. So the question I want to ask you, so if you feel that perhaps they don't like you, then maybe the question to really ask is, do I like myself? That's the, my okay. conclusion. So, <laughs> why yeah. do I not like myself? Mm, myself. Yeah, and that, yeah. And why am I projecting it onto everyone else? Because maybe I'm not ready to see that about my own self. Or maybe they're getting too close. Or maybe yeah. they're getting too close and they might yes, not like what they see. Because, <laughs> yes, because I'm not sure how I feel about yeah. that too. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Honestly, this has been amazing. <laughs> I'm like thinking of Shakespeare now. Like parting is going to be such oh. sweet sorrow. It is. It is. You know, we've crossed that one hour mark. Um, I want to, okay. I want to oh, yeah. go on. I want to <laughs> go on, but you know, I think we need to give our listeners some time to sort of digest all of this and, and, and maybe ponder over some of these yeah. really great, great, great tips, advice, and sort of, um, questions I think we've put out there. I wanted to end though, with your permission, um, with acknowledging my gratitude to the three of you through a Theta Healing download. So this is something, um, I actually have not done it, Jelly, with my students in maybe a very long time. So you've probably not experienced this yourself. But in Theta Healing, we can actually send feelings and emotions to people that we want to share with them. Like I can say thank you and I can say thank you very much and express it through words. But what I really want to express it is through energy. 
And so with your permission, I would like to give you the energy of gratitude from my heart through a Theta Healing download. Of course. Absolutely. Okay, so, yes, of course. All right. So all you have to do is close your eyes and I'm going to go ha- go up and, and sort of give you that feeling. And then I'm going to ask you how you felt. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and download this energy of gratitude from me to all of you for this beautiful energy we've shared and for everything that you've inspired in my own life, as well as everything you've contributed to all the listeners out there who've listened to your podcast and who are listening right now. Thank you. How do you feel? Thank you. Thank you. I feel, I don't know. She feels so giddy. She's so happy. Yeah. It jelly. Oh, 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 she's crying. She jelly owe me. Uh, we love you, Jelly. We love Come you. Come back on camera, Jelly. Come back. Pero maganda yung, maganda yung profile. I know. Hot. Thank that you. was so nice. Thank you, thank Sonaya. you, thank you, so thank much. you all. Seriously, it's been really, uh, I think, uh, a cathartic experience um, for each one of us. Which I know, you know, every episode of yours is. So um, I really acknowledge you for that. Um, now, before we go, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your podcast? I know that you have lots of listeners, but I think a lot more people should tune in. So do let them know how to follow you and a little bit more about the podcast. Okay. Well, uh, it's the Eve's podcast on social media. You can find us there on IG and on Facebook and on Twitter, Eve's podcast. And then we're exclusively on Spotify. I think that's what it is. You kind of chilled me out. It's so chill right now, Sanaya. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Yeah. And, you know, we have, uh, usually it's just us, right? It's just um, Jelly, Dell, Jude, and I talking, but then sometimes you get great guests. So um, you can look through the whole catalog mm-hmm. on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> There's some really, really amazing episodes, especially the ones with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, you yeah. know. Just Naya, it really you you started us on this path. I mean, when you guested on the show that first time, it was just like, yeah. when are yeah. we going to get her again? You know. And thank you so much for guesting. Again. No, honestly, <laughs> it again. was it opened up. I think a lot for for me as well um, to to really you know reach more people and not to be afraid to do that. It's like so, how we started. The we, pleasure. You asked mine. us about how the our podcast started, and it's exactly like that with you. You had a great time guesting. And then, you know, you yeah. just follow that intuition and here you are. You're going to talk. You're talking to great guests. Can I be a yes. fly on the wall? <laughs> oh, and you are welcome anytime. <laughs> it would really be our my honor series. Thank you again. <laughs> and how about how about individually? Would you like to share any of your details individually? So uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, you'll find me in other places, but I'm not active. So I'm much more active on Instagram. <laughs> it's Delamar Arias uh, on Instagram. Okay. And you can find me on Instagram and I, Twitter. It's the same thing. I uh, I do believe Monica underscore Francesca. And Jelly, where Jelly, are you? Jelly, show us your face. I, I'm right here. I am right here yes. first. All 
let me just give all the social media accounts for the eavesdrop podcast. So on Facebook and YouTube, search for the eavesdrop. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at Eve's Podcast. Um, just like Francesca said, we are exclusively on Spotify. We highly recommend you follow the social media accounts because that's where we announce, you know, the new episodes are out and what it's about. And then you can easily just find it on, on Spotify. And we highly recommend that you also binge listen to the episode Sanaya's been on. Because to this day, even though, like you mentioned, June 2nd in 2019 was when you first guested. And that we still get responses from that episode yeah. mm-hmm. you know they, yes. they would see it yeah. in other people's stories and they're like oh they're like let me give the let me give it a listen and then like whoa right. it spoke right. to them imagine that was in 2019 like when we were just starting out and we still get messages about yep. it people are sometimes they re-listen to it yeah. because they hear like they have new realizations when they listen. For my personal account, just at Jelly Victor, that's Instagram. That's really the only one that I'm active in as well. The others are mostly just, yeah, just Instagram for me. <laughs> Where's <Yeah>. your face? <laughs> See, we're, we're, I know. we're, not we're very uncomfortable. No. <laughs> I knew. We're you like, guys all looked like shocked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been here. Because we also know that we're coming on as Eve's podcast. So we're like, really? Personally, like you want to know about me, not as part of Eve's podcast? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like every one of you, you know, I mean, you (laughs) each have this really strong voice. And I think it's not just, it is Eve's, but it's also every single one of you have a very different and unique point of view and and perspective. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Anaya. you, Sanaya. Thanks, Sanaya. Thank you. It's like we I don't know. want. We don't, we don't want to. Want to we need to. When are we going? Well, let's let's schedule it again. Let's schedule For it sure. Again. When Absolutely. you can dream again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Twenty twenty one. So, what did you think? I mean, I got so much out of this conversation, and I think that there was sort of healing going on with each one of us as we discuss the different things that had happened in each of our lives. So let me know what you think by sharing on at Project Loving Myself Podcast on Instagram, Project Loving Myself Podcast on Facebook, and of course, at Sanaya Gurnamal on all social media channels. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Project Loving Myself, where you and I connect with each other, but also with ourselves. Our thought for this week, an unexamined life is not worth living. And that comes from Socrates. Thank you for listening in today on this episode of really great conversation. You know, it's never enough to tell yourself that you are loved. And so each week, I hope you walk out of this episode reminding yourself how much love there is in this world, not only for yourself, but for you to share with other people. This is Sanaya on the Project Loving Myself podcast, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. 
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.